This is Ben Workentine, and I am excited to be sitting here with Ben Anstead as he is here at Men of His Word, ready to present. Uh, ben, so glad, good of you to stop by and take a minute to talk with us. Hey, you bet. Glad to be here. Uh, can you help for our audience just where you're at, your ministry context, what you're working on right now? Well, from ministry context as a whole, I serve by myself up in Door County, Wisconsin, kind of Excellent. mid-Door County. And uh, one of the things that enabled us actually serving where we do, I'm extremely blessed in my compensation and uh, so that my wife doesn't have to work out of the home. Okay. But then also, too, it helps fund kind of what I'm here to talk about today is, at Men of His Word, is adoption. Okay. Um, I think in some uh, different ministry settings where maybe compensation isn't what I get. Yeah. It'd be a little bit more difficult or maybe even impossible to yeah. take that journey because of the money costs. And uh, so that's what I get to talk about today. Excellent. Is, and then, you know, how that's worked in our life, adapting once, trying to adapt again, and then okay. start off, of course, talking about first, what's it mean for us to be adapted because the presentation is yeah. God's adapted adapting. Excellent. Oh, that sounds awesome. So what's your what's your big takeaway that you're hoping... The big idea that you're hoping people will walk away with. Well, first, I think, as I say my little promo for it, too, I think even in our culture at times, people, and I've run into it a lot, uh, adoption sometimes is taboo. Okay. And, I, and I don't get it. And especially, you know, when you're talking to Christian people, because it's not at all a foreign concept, especially because, yeah. like, the whole theme of the presentation, well, God's adapted to you. Yeah. Um, looking at the language, especially Paul uses it in four places. Um, he's the one who exclusive, exclusively uses a specific legal word for adoption. Uh, you know, it's weird. You don't find it in the Old Testament, but it still happened. Um, and this whole image of God adapting us into his family and how he did that and how uh, wretched and just miserable we were. We were worse off than the worst orphan there has ever been, and yet God still chose to love us um, and Excellent. has adapted us yeah. into his family. So that's one of the big things then, too, and help, help people see, you know, you know, sometimes the adoption journey, it's crazy, and guys, I yeah. hope, are going to just go, what? Um, yeah. But one of the takeaways I hope is guys start realizing too yeah one if you're going through the process or you're trying to support someone going through the process um you hear a lot it's like why are you doing that or they'll look at you like you're nuts yeah my response now is kind of because i especially working on this presentation is well you know as crazy as that is just consider for a minute how much more outlandish it was for god to adapt you and the unbelievable lengths he went through to adapt you so that you would be his son so that you would be his daughter you know, and maybe help people see that a little bit better, the love that is in people's hearts to uh, bring a child into their home through adoption. So, and look at the crazy process, because it is. Yeah. And you said you've adopted one, you're in the process yep. of adopting a second. Yep. We adopted our son, Asher, in 2015. That okay. was after, oh, that was already a three-year journey leading up to that point from okay. where we started, yeah. which was very different from where... Where we ended is very different from what we started with. Okay. We started international, wanting to go to Korea. That fell apart. I mean, there's so many stories in that, but our, ours was unique. Uh, she's They're both minors. She was 16. Uh, birth dad was 17. She's a member of one of our churches in western Wisconsin. So okay. actually, we got two phone calls in 24 hours, one through our agency. Hey, here's an expectant mother who wants to connect with you. Yeah. And the next day, my bishop from Vicar Year calls and says, hey, Ben, you guys still adapting? Well, yeah. here's another. So in 24 hours, we went from zero of <laughs> over a year and a half waiting to yeah. two. Yeah. There's a whole long story in there, too. But we built this relationship so that uh, we were actually there for Asher's birth. We were in the room. I even okay. got to cut the umbilical cord. Oh, wow. Which is, I don't think that's 
pretty regular. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then we took him home at two days old. And okay. Two months later, there's what's called termination of parental rights, where the parents sign away their legal rights. But then there's a whole another six months for us. It ended up being nine months before we could finalize adoption, which okay. is where legally he's your child now. Yeah. So, and now we've been trying. We've been back in the adoption pool for over two years now. We've okay. had five failed connections. The okay. last one was pretty okay. rough this fall. Uh, that was down in Phoenix area and. Wanted, you could say one way lost a lot of money and she jumped ship on us and it was just it was a hard fall yeah but um to go through september october yeah. but god's still bringing blessings our just hope is like especially for her we just thought all this okay let's go through all this drama and all of how her life is so messed up so we can bring some continuity to her yeah but then also too most importantly help her build her relationship with her savior again yeah. and you know it kind of that's one of the hardest things is thinking of that that that's opportunities kind of broken yeah. at least between us and her but you never know what our witness is going to be able to do sure god can yeah. do anything so oh cool yeah i'm sorry for your heartache there yeah. but glad we get through you're it. bringing coming through that and seeing uh, seeing guys working in that and, yeah. and uh, being kind of a missionary to yeah. that to that person mm-hmm. uh, sharing with them that hope and that that uh, adoption that they have the savior so if uh our listeners are curious finding out more about adoption and they want somebody they know as kind of a bounce of some ideas off sure. of or ask questions of or uh, folks who are wanting to support adoption families in their life maybe they're not ready to be one or they're um, but they know somebody who is how can they reach out to you well i guess probably the easiest way just email uh probably just the ensteads t-h-e-e-n-s-t-a-d-s at gmail.com that's our personal family email okay you know or you could go to like uh whatever it's called the Wells yearbook and things like oh, that too sure. but that's probably easiest or you could even you know check us out on our church website you can see a picture of Asher actually right, not right now something's wrong with our website and it lost <laughs> my picture <laughs> so I, I don't know what happened there and the church website is uh, St. John Valmy S-T-J-O-H-N-V as in Valentine A-L-M-Y dot com okay so and we'll make sure we, we'll get those in the show notes so that people can click on that right yeah. away and one other place one other good resource which I bring up in, in class two here or will is um oh now i'm gonna forget it a facebook group that my wife is one of the like four or five ladies put together okay. um <laughs> she's gonna kill me now because i can't remember <laughs> what it's called there's a facebook group and you'll get us the yeah the link i'll get you the that. information yeah. and that's one where you have to ask to be joined and an admin yeah. will bring yeah. you in but it's in particular kind of it's a support not ju- group for yeah exactly adoption for families. adoption families and foster families Excellent. so oh, it's really cool. cool yeah well thanks for stopping by today ben you bet sure appreciate it this is Ben Workentine. I am sitting down with Adam, Adam and Brett here at Men of His Word Conference. Thanks so much for coming by, guys, and spending a few minutes with us. Absolutely. Glad to be here. We, um, we're kind of showcasing a lot of the speakers and what they're talking about and giving people a chance who maybe weren't able to be at the conference here to get in uh, kind of a glimpse of what's going on. Uh, could you guys just maybe take a couple minutes, introduce yourself and your ministry context, what you're working on right now? Um, well, uh, we, we actually used to be associates at okay. Shepherd Lutheran in Fond du Lac. Um, he, he divorced me and went for uh, the greener pastures of, of Trinity Keel. But um, I, I would say what, what we share a passion or an interest in is um, home devotions or a home spiritual life. Okay. Um, and, and the reason being is having spent time in, in youth work and, and just observing um, just the, the way that God has blessed the kingdom or, or ways that the, the kingdom has struggled is that uh, really 
it's it's dads that carry all the influence. Okay. Um, you, you can you can run a million different programs at church. You can have super pastor, but at the end of the day, it is almost always the dad that will set his children on the course that they will go. Sure. Uh, as they think about uh, really with the whole worldview thing, but our concern obviously is what they think about God. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Excellent. And so the purpose of our presentation really was to help engender and give them the tools to be able to carry that out. And to, I think most guys, maybe if they haven't experienced home devotions in their life, probably seem it seems kind of an awkward thing. Sure. It's a little strange. You know, you got the time and, and, uh, and all the priorities of all the different things that are happening in our world. And how do we rank those things and how do we give them the tools to be able to cut through, to push through the awkward nature of it yeah. and to be able to do that well so that we can foster faith and uh, continue to bring our kids back to the Word. Excellent. So you guys are, I mean, devotion life is so important to every family. Um, what are you, like, give us one tool, one tip, uh, one thing you want people taking away from your presentation today. I, we had a discussion about this, and, and I would say the, the one thing that sounds pretty simplistic is is do something. Um, do something. You you can, yeah. you know, there, there are a million different ways to skin a cat. But, and, and the reason why this is so imperative is, as I think I kind of mentioned it, is dads uh, have an imbued influence that pastors and teachers and, and even moms just do not have. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, dads can maybe imagine, well, I, I can be agnostic about this thing. Mom's got the spiritual life covered. Yeah. Little does he realize... Um, doing something or not doing something, his his example is carrying a tremendous amount of weight, mm-hmm. and so um, that that's you know there's no silver bullet. I whatever devotional you want to pick, it's it's just acknowledging Dad, God is uh, per creation um, designed you to be the the leader, and He's built influence into you as that leader, and so utilize it. Yeah. Pray with your kids, have a devotion, yeah. spend time in the Word together. It won't work just to say, somebody else has got that covered. Yeah, yeah. Is there a, so as dads are kind of thinking about this, a lot of our audience are, you know, soon to be fathers or recent fathers. Is there a time that's too early to start devotion? Or when do you start when kids can start asking questions? Like when do you, when do you kind of recommend people get into that habit we believe it's important to start right away okay um, right from you know the time no in final act we had a child care center and so it was kind of amazing to see even those infant teachers with kids that are six weeks old they're doing bible stories with them yeah yeah and and why is that well that's building in, in, in them that 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 attitude towards the towards the gospel that that engenders that lifelong um, desire to stay connected and so you know while we we start teaching them as a baby you know it's not all that long after that that when they're one, one and a half, they start folding their hands at prayer time, and, yeah, and yeah. they're starting to ask questions as they get older, and they're, they become verbal. Yeah. Um, no, you start that right away. And so one of the things that we did in Fond du Lac and that um, we're doing in Kiel is giving our, our parents the resources and tools yeah. uh, to be able to do those things. So you have very simplified devotions when they're young. And, uh, and you can continue to grow in that, whether they're pre-printed things that uh, we have some different resources to point to or just yeah. having a conversation with your kids yeah. about how does God's Word apply to your life today and what struggles did you face and how do we uh, get strength to overcome them. Yeah. But, and but, you can't do it for the kids. I, I think, you know, if, if you approach the whole thing, we're, we're going to do these devotions for the kids kids see it through hypocrisy from a mile away. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, it, it, 
What a good thing it would be for the kids to catch mom and dad in the act of yeah, uh, yeah. feeding on God's word themselves. So, it, it, and I guess that's why you say that you're never too young to start because you got to do it for you first. Yeah, that old yeah. that old uh, illustration of um, you know when you're flying on a plane and the, and the steward or stewardess says when the oxygen is gone parents you got to tend to your own yeah, oxygen yeah. needs first before you can tend to those needs of your children. Yeah, if that mask falls put yep, it on you yeah, and then your exactly, child, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And the same thing applies spiritually. If if you don't acknowledge first your need to be in the word and and y- your kids are going to begin to see, "Oh, this is something that that mom and dad do for children." Yeah. yeah. But we'll grow up one day and we'll put the silliness we'll grow behind us yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I think too closely tied in with that is that idea of your kids are watching you, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, so if you if you come to church and you drop your kids off for Sunday school and you go out and have brunch, yeah, you just sent your kid a message that said yeah. brunch is more important than Jesus for you, yeah. yeah, and it is just a thing for the kids. And so to to encourage parents to to be in the Word, it's a great thing. Yeah, and, and they're listening to, to or watching Dad more than oh, they are watching sure. Pastor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's why that's important. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing how quickly they start picking up on some of that. I call it a three-year-old theology. Yeah. When my little guy starts asking me questions, I'm like, I don't know the answer to that. I haven't thought about that. You know, yeah, who right. thinks in a three-year-old mindset? Right. Um, but it really push it, pushed me as a dad. Hey, I got to think about some of these things and I got to, yeah, this is really good for him to be. Now his big thing is, dad, did you know Jesus is God? I'm like, yeah, buddy, that's right. That's, that's the first reveal. <laughs> when you figure out that whole Trinity thing, let me know. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Probably makes more mind, more <laughs> yeah, sense in a four-year-old right. mind that's kind of not, you know, nebulous. And <laughs> yeah. He probably does better with it than I do. <laughs> right. Well, good, guys. Um, if people want to ask you questions or reach out to you, um, find out more, where can they find you? Uh, Pastor Adam Zimpelman. I'm at Good Shepherd Lutheran. You can probably, uh, you know, find some contact information on the website there, uh, gshep.net. Okay, excellent. Brett Nauman at Trinity and Keel, just trinitykeel.com. Excellent. Well, thanks for spending a few minutes with us, guys. Thank you. Have a great rest of your day. This has been Working Teen. I am here with Phil Hebner. Excited to uh, talk to to you just a little bit and see what's going on, what you're presenting on today. Thanks for being here, Phil. Glad to be here. Thanks. Uh, If you wouldn't mind, just give us uh, your name and uh, like your ministry context, what's going on with you. Okay, uh, my name is Pastor Phil Hebner. I currently serve as the campus pastor at Wisconsin Lutheran High School in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So I do a little bit of teaching on campus, do lots of counseling with teenagers, uh, run our mission trip program, so yeah. a little bit of everything nice. here and there. Okay, so you're you're knee deep into campus life there at yeah, the high school. That's I am awesome. immersed in teenager <laughs> culture. Yeah. Good. Maybe you can help me understand what I'm doing wrong on Instagram. Yeah. Or you can help me. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's this TikTok thing. Anyway, right. um, half of our audience is rolling their eyes right now. Yeah, like, yeah. what are these these guys? Uh, so you're presenting here at Men of His Word Conference. Right. What is the one key takeaway, the big idea that you're sharing today? Yeah. So I'm talking about teens today. And uh, I guess talking about the identity crisis for teens. So there are a lot of symptoms that we see among teens like guilt and anxiety and fears and all that. But I think maybe the bigger umbrella concept is that they're losing their identity. Mm. And in particular, uh, I'm going to focus on their identity in Christ. Uh, So teens can lose themselves in temptation and sin really fast these days. There's so many things going on, uh, pressures, peer pressure, college stuff that gives anxiety. Um, but if you know your worth in Jesus, it's more than the number of clicks or likes that sure, you get. Sure. And if you know that your sins are gone as far as the east is from the west, 
you know that the guilt you have is erased in Christ. Excellent. Uh, so helping teens to understand their worth, their value in Christ is really one of the main issues, I think, for teenagers today. Excellent. Yeah, that'll be a, that'll be a good topic to talk about. Um, I think Brandon Steenbach, we, uh, he's another one of the interviewers yep. today. He's talking about Gen Z and discipling them. And, man, that is, uh, we need to be talking about that as the church. Uh, these are our leaders who are leading in teen ministry. They're stepping into leadership um, at the church and really becoming integral to the to the body of believers and need to know what's facing them. Absolutely. How to minister to them. Uh, do you find uh, social media, I think we can talk ad nauseum yeah. about how bad it is for identity. Do you find that there are ways that social media can be used to the positive to help kids kind of anchor themselves in Christ? Yeah, I think so. And I, just for teens in general, they're, they're eager to do things. You know, Christian teens want to live their faith and want to share their faith. They're just not always yeah, sure how. Yeah, sure. Uh, but I've seen a lot of teens speak out on topics. You know, uh, recent ones like the, the pendulum is swinging a little bit on abortion in our yeah, world. Yeah. And there's a lot of kids who are posting about it. Okay. Uh, a lot of kids who know that their their peers are having a tough time socially will, will post a Bible verse or say something encouraging. Yeah. It's not always just online bullying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but when they can take time to encourage each other digitally because they don't know how to do it face-to-face, yeah. um, they're at least using those tools, that technology, for something good and beneficial. So I think there's lots of opportunities to do things there. There's a lot of power behind that that, that we yeah. can use for God's kingdom. Very cool. Well, thanks, Phil. Thanks for stopping by. If uh, people want to learn more about what you're working on, uh, where would they find you? Well, they can uh, look me up at the, you're talking just in general in life? Sure. Or, yeah. yeah, they can well, look me up yeah. at the high school. Um, okay. Presenting here on the topic, though, uh, on teen identity. But Yeah. Are you on social? I am. Okay. So just look up my name, Phil Heatner, and you'll, you'll find yeah. me somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thanks so much for stopping by, Phil. Yeah, sure, glad appreciate to be here. It. Yeah, Thank you. Take care. Thank you. All right, Brandon Steenbach we've got here talking about his presentation here at Men of His Word. Brandon, it's glad to, good to have you. It seems a little weird that we've been doing this podcast for a year <laughs> and you haven't been on it yet. But yeah, you know, we kind of just work right in the same office. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, right. You could have me on any time, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no subtle hints there, obviously. Uh, Brandon, just tell us uh, who you are and a little bit about your ministry context uh, for those sure, who are listening. Sure, yeah. So uh, I get to serve at St. Mark. I'm staff minister for Young Adult Ministries. Um, what that means is I get to work uh, kind of primarily with college students and uh, young families and kind of that in-between group as well of uh, those people who are sort of in that transition between college and starting a family. I'm trying to develop ministries that are going to help them grow in their discipleship and uh, especially helping families see discipleship as a kind of a whole family pursuit. Excellent. Yeah. Um, and you are here presenting. You're going to be on a panel, right? Uh, no, I'm, actually, I'm presenting oh, on my own. You yep. are presenting on your own. Well, okay, so you are presenting on your own. Excellent. Uh, can you help the audience? Uh, what is your one big takeaway, your big idea? Sure. So uh, I'm talking about how we disciple Generation Z, which is kind of that, that group that is right now they're in high school and early okay. college. That's kind of the, uh, you might say, 15 to 25-year-old age group. And the big idea that I want to get across, I think, is that every single man in our congregations has a role to play in discipling them. Um, This is not something where, you know, kind of in past generations, the idea was uh, a church calls maybe a youth minister or a pastor to take on the role of discipling the teens and young adults and stuff. But really, this has to be a whole pursuit of the whole congregation because what we see really is that uh, and maybe it never did really work. Uh, we're not sure about that, but we can say that for sure now in our culture today, that model just of one guy trying to disciple you know dozens of teens, sure. it just doesn't yeah. work. 
Um, so what we really need is all, all these men in our congregation to stand up and say, um, this is part of my job. Excellent. So you're really talking about a call to action for any guy uh, to really Absolutely. involve themselves Absolutely. in this process. Yeah, definitely. And help us understand. So discipleship is a, is a fancy word. Um, yeah, <laughs> it seems like you go to a, like a church conference like this and you'll find 30 books that are on discipleship. Yeah. Absolutely. What are you thinking of when you talk about discipling, especially young people? You know, um, in my presentation, I'm going to use a, a Barna quote that talks about discipleship having to do with, uh, with helping people to develop a resilient faithfulness in the face of cultural coercion, uh, and, uh, developing a vibrant life in the spirit. I, I just, I love that quote because it's so jam packed with ideas yeah. and maybe that's a lot of church speak. So if I could just break it down, the idea is, you know, Jesus calls us to follow him. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean, you know, if, if I were to say to you, Ben, Ben, come and follow me, emulate my lifestyle, live like I am. I don't mean show up for one, one hour a week and, yeah. and hang out with me. And then the rest of your week, you just do your own thing. Yeah. Like I would mean that I want you to really see what my life is like to see what my values are and to live your life patterned after my values. Well, mm-hmm. Jesus says that to us. He says, come and follow me, be my disciple. I want you to pattern your life after mine. And so discipleship is about learning how to pattern our lives after Jesus. And, you know, we learn from Jesus and then we try to pass that same thing on mm-hmm. then to mm-hmm. the next generation. Excellent. That's awesome. Thanks for giving us a little little glimpse into what yeah, you're presenting absolutely. today. Uh, if people want to check out more, they want to understand a little bit better, where would they find you or what, what are you working on that you want to share with people? Sure. Um, well, you, you can always reach out to me. My email address is pretty easy to find. If you go to stmarkdepeter.com, that's where I serve. Uh, I'm under the staff page. You can get a hold of me and contact me through yeah, that. Yeah, Brandon Steenbach if you're looking. Brandon Steenbach. Or just yeah. look up me up on uh, Facebook if you search Brandon Steenbach. As far as I know, I'm the only Brandon Steenbach right. on Facebook. Right. So it shouldn't be hard <laughs> to find me as long as you spell it right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Excellent. I think in the show notes, we've got to make sure we put the right yeah, spelling there. You there. Go. Yeah. yeah. Anthony's nodding his head. He'll get it right. <laughs> But, um, you know, one of the big projects I'm working on in our ministry right now is developing uh, a catechism system that is really going to bring the catechism back home to the family so that parents have more tools for teaching their children the truths of God's word and for raising up their children as disciples of Jesus. And I'm really excited about that. So uh, if if you're, you're listening to this and that's something that you're interested in, the idea of trying to get that catechism, that teaching uh, through God's truth back into your home, um, please reach out. I would love yeah. to have a conversation yeah. about how I can help you with that. Excellent. Thanks so much, Brandon. Thanks for yeah, stopping absolutely. by. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Blessings on the rest of your day. Thank you. You too. See you.